We have a new sponsor that actually makes sense because I like to drink and you guys do too. It's called Wink. W-I-N-C is how it's spelled. Based on a quiz that you take on their website, which is really fun, asking you about your flavor profile, if you like blueberries, if you like your coffee black, if you like cream in it, what color shoes you have, what state you were born in, all that stuff goes into it, and they will send you a box every month with new wines for you to try. You can skip any month. You can cancel any time. There's no membership fees. It's good for the people who don't have access to a good wine shop in their neighborhood. All of our listeners in Alaska and places like that are unable to really get some bomb-ass wines. All you have to do is go to trywinkwinc.com slash the stew and when you do that you'll get $20 off your first shipment of wine you can be one of those people where you just come home from work because you hate your job and then there's a box at your door and you think it's going to be like Amazon paper towels but it's not it's four balls of wine that you're going to drink tonight trywinkwinc.com slash the stew if you do that even if you don't like it even if you think it's dumb just do it anyway and you will help support us thanks guys enjoy the show Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. I'm Jason Stewart, and this is Andre Conaparo. Hi. Um, and we have one guest today. Hi. I didn't know how her name was pronounced until just moments ago. Let's hear it. But it's Gabby Dalkin. Yeah. It, everyone thinks it's Gabby, but it's Gabby. Mm-hmm. Short for Gabriella. Gabriella. I mean, I like it. It's funky. It makes sense. Thanks. It's I pronounce German. my name differently sometimes as well, just for fun sometimes. What do you say? Yeah, what do you say? Jason. Oh, yeah, he, like when you want to be French? Yeah. He's never said that. <laughs> like when I want to be French. Or, or sometimes I'll just remove a letter. Oh, that seems to be the trend these days. Like all these restaurants are popping up without any vowels. Oh, Have you seen uh, that? Yeah. Does that mean I start calling you Jaso? You can do Jaso. You can. Re- I like to remove the S and just be John. John. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the re- the removal of vowel trend across all forms of media has yeah. has been a kind it's of a, a bummer. It's, it's a, a thing. thing, but it's it's also it's such a lazy thing, you know. Like, yeah, but I feel like every domain name's gone, so people are just trying to be creative. <laughs> that's a good point. I I truly think that's what it is. Because you are a web savvy girl. Well, yeah. There's a new restaurant in Venice called Mountain, and it's just M N T N. Yeah. I think it's because Mountain Restaurant or whatever they wanted dot com was gone. Mm-hmm. We have, it could be. I mean, they're frisky. We've talked about Mountain. I haven't gone yet. I haven't but been yet either. There's a. The pricing of their really expensive ingredient their pho is, is, there, is, is it like thirty dollars for a bowl for a so bowl? I think no, I think it's, it's a ramen, but it's a ramen, ramen that has like it's king like a crab, crab claw in it. So it's, like, it, it's, no thanks. People are complaining about a ramen being thirty bucks or whatever, forty bucks maybe, but it's like a giant king crab soup that I'm sure has been prepared all day, so it's not really Re- I mean, I guess that's reasonable. I think it becomes semantics where King if Crab it was called if it was yeah. called something else, mm-hmm. if they just had a term for it that was it just said like seafood soup or something like that, mm-hmm. yeah. you start including something that is traditionally cool. very cheap and priced ubiquitously around Los Angeles, very cheap, right? And mm. you take that, and people instantly have this reaction. But if it was put in front of them and they saw two lobster tails sword fighting in the bowl, they'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, I, I get yeah. $35. Yeah. 
but uh, like but at the same or time, whatever it costs, it could be nineteen. I mean, it may not even be thirty or forty dollars. But, but if you if you say if you take a burger, something equally low price, typically, and say this is our truffle burger, and you charge forty bucks for it, everyone's like, okay, cool, great. Let's yeah. Do yeah, it comes with truffle French fries, also. It's okay. It's and okay like, with white and people like food. Some sort of aioli. Such yeah. Oh, there's going to be an aioli. I mean, I always order it. I can't. I'm, I'm guilty. <laughs> so we're, we're, this is White Girl Hour on the stew. <laughs> we're, talking, we're only going to talk about truffle fries. Great. Uh, well, we should we should talk about your backstory. Okay. I guess you. So you you've had a cooking blog. Yeah. For so a I, long time. I started What's Gobby Cooking in 2010. It was right after I graduated college. And I... Where'd you go to college? St. Mary's up in the Bay Area. Okay. I played tennis for them. And oh. was, My dad went to St. Mary's for a shut year. Shut up. He grew up in Oakland. Okay. Yeah, he went cool. to St. Mary's Cool. I mean, nobody knows where St. Mary's is. It's I like do. this small... Well, cool. We can be friends. Um, I like to play a little tennis as well. So this is really you? working out. Yeah, we should play. Right. Are you a lefty or a righty? I'm a righty. Okay. I'm and a I'm really a doubles player. Ooh. I'm a singles no? only. Really? Well, you're so tall. Running isn't isn't an issue. I'm lazy. I don't, I don't like need, to run. I'm lazy too, but my arms are so long yeah, that don't I don't to have run. to run. Yeah, that, I, and your serve is probably really good. It's a nasty bad boy serve. It goes <laughs> God, in. Dude. It goes in one out of ten times. <laughs> but that one time, that one time a is an ace. Unhittable, <laughs> unreturnable hit. It's like in Mario Tennis when it catches fire when you hit yes. it perfectly, the ball bursts into flames, and like you feel that so time. good, and then you double fault. I also yeah, don't yeah. ever play video games. So. <laughs> yeah, I need to get my second serve game stepped up. Like I mean, first serve is a monster that doesn't go in, and second serve is like a preschool it's person. Important. It's just like, boing. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like underhanded in. Yeah, it couldn't be worse. Um. Anyway, okay. so yeah, I I played tennis in college. Uh, I graduated. I moved down to LA. I got a job for a hot second. The whole company folded. And then mm-hmm. I was like, Toys R Us? <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, no, I was in the fashion world. And then I was like, I don't want to get another job yet. I'm going to go to culinary school. So I went oh. to culinary school. I always loved watching food TV. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to learn how to cook for myself. And I was the pickiest eater growing up, like buttered noodles and grilled cheese were the name of the game until oh, no. I was 17 oh, yeah. years old. Maybe, like a maybe chicken fingers sprinkled yeah, in Yeah, chicken fingers when like, I'm at the grandparents' house. It was like a treat to go to McDonald's. Yeah. Um, and so I started culinary school, and then I started Wet Scobby cooking the same week. And then the second week of culinary school, I got offered a job as a private chef for a family in Malibu. And I was like, I... What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know how to cook anything. But I was like, listen, like this is who I am. Like I'm, and they were German. I'm German. Like I feel like we really clicked. Mm. So I very quickly learned how to cook fish and chicken and meat. And I was with them for two and a half years before I went on to the next private chef. World. Was there considering, um, you didn't have a huge amount of experience going in as a personal chef. Were there meals where they're like, yeah, we should do it different next time. Yeah. Huh? The first couple of weeks were a little brutal. And I just like, now I don't even. Like, and they kept you on for that, yeah, which is really because sweet. I'm a nice person. I believe it. Like I was, I'm easy to get along with, but they. You apologized a lot. I yeah. mean, they, they, you also, cried a lot every time they tried to fire you. They, so they, they kept of, you around. No, they were a family of six and like one was gluten free and one was vegan. So I had to make like oh 12 my. things Wait, a this night. Wait, this was in Malibu? Just yeah. <laughs> I know, right? They're the most incredible family, actually. But it was, like, trial by, like, major fire. Mm. I was in Well, give in them it. a shout-out. I'm sure they're listening right now. I doubt it, but hi, Simone. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty wild to think that 
you know, again, sorry, but lack of experience and then going into a really complicated multi-diet family in Malibu. Yeah. They obviously have money if they're hiring a private chef. It's mm-hmm. like... That's a big league. It's incredibly intimidating, but also just probably an insane amount of trial by fire. And I would imagine very quickly you got up to speed. Yeah, very quickly. And also, I feel like when you're a private chef, you're in someone's home, right? Like, yeah. they don't want to hire, like, an asshole. Like, no. they want someone who's yeah. going to get along with their kids and their family mm-hmm. and their friends. You kind of become part of the family. You are. You're for your... You're definitely. I guess we like travel two and a half together. hours. You're in the you're in the damn family. Yeah, even longer. Like I'd say, and we'd have parties. Like I'd go over and cook for six, or I'd shop for six, and they'd be like, thirty-seven people are coming over for this and this, and I'm like, what? Okay, like I'd have to just make it work. Did so, you get the black card for Erewhon shopping? Um, no, there mm. wasn't an Erewhon back in these days. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know it was brutal. How did you do it, girl? Uh, PC Greens. Oh, okay, so PC so I, I don't no. know PC Green. It's a store in Malibu. We were best friends. I had like a frequent shopper card. So you so you were, you were not living with them though. No, we were in Brentwood at the time, and okay. so I would just drive out there every day. At so like just like two. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. No, none of my private chef jobs have been all day. For this family in Malibu, I was there from like two to seven thirty. Okay, and then leave like snacks and stuff in the fridge for the kids the next day, and then I'd go back. Honestly, that's a real dream no, gig for me. No, it was incredible. Me. My second job, I would get there at 10, do breakfast, lunch at like 1, put dinner in the fridge, peace out by 3. It was like cushy. Damn. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I could never do it again because I'll never get us. Those are like the two best jobs. <laughs> <laughs> that was the magic time that will never come back. Yeah. And you can look back fondly. Yeah. I don't think my body's put, like it's manual labor cooking mm-hmm. all those hours. Like I don't think I can do it anymore. The second, so the second job, did you have more confidence or did yeah. it feel new every time? No, I have so much more confidence in the second job. Like I went and the second person I cooked for was actually, she ate very similar to how I eat. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I did, wasn't making anything crazy fancy or anything. Like she yeah. liked very California style food with Southwestern and like Tex-Mex influence. So it was like right up my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. We should, yeah, we should describe your food and your book that you're here for. Yeah. So what's got be cooking? The book and the blog is all about living a California girl life. And I think you can kind of live a California girl life no matter where you are. It's all about balance and eating salads and Money. having pizza <laughs> and having you know. No, I actually think you can just shop kidding, just the kidding. farmers markets and like regular yeah. markets yeah. and make it all work. I live a California girl lifestyle you on a do. budget i feel like you probably really rock it absolutely yeah. you guys yeah you look like a california girl just kidding Thank you. <laughs> compliment accepted <laughs> so yeah that's what the book and the blog are all about and i'm pumped to finally get the book into the world mm-hmm. being a pick eater growing up were you Thank also you. exposed to this type of eating farmer's markets did you shop with no. your parents that kind of stuff no i'm not exaggerating when i say like buttered noodles and grilled cheese were the name of the game for most of my childhood i didn't is that what your parents ate uh my mom's pretty picky she yeah. eats a lot of vegetables but mm-hmm. like and and we eat a we eat a lot of carbs mm-hmm. um nice. but like she was kind of a vegetarian so we didn't eat a lot of meat in the house like my we never bought red meat or pork it was always just chicken mm-hmm. um hmm. and so it's kind it of sounding similar to my home situation yeah and it's just easy right like my mom worked like it was easy to put pasta with something on the table and like mm-hmm. done but i got obsessed with cooking for my tennis team in college. Like, I would make them chicken parmesan every Friday night. And Damn, it girl. just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah, chicken parm is my, 
my faith. Really? Yeah. Walk us through it. <laughs> well, the one on the blog, it's just a really simple chicken parm, except for I bread it in panko, mm-hmm. and I put a ton of mozzarella on it, along mm-hmm. with Parmesan, and I've since translated it into chicken Parmesan meatballs, which are just ground chicken stuffed with a little mozzarella ball, mm. uh, dredged, oh, nice. and then like pan-fried, and then you finish baking them in the oven. Real good. Mm. So when you do your parm, will you fry the cutlet Sauce mozzarella, then bake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because you like par- you like partially fry it, right? It doesn't cook all the way through. Yeah, and then you just finish it. You need the cheese to melt. Right. Game over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Game truly over. Yeah. So Sounds what- like a power meal for a tennis team. Yeah, it was. And like, I feel like my husband, I'm fairly certain that's why he proposed to me. Because <laughs> I was always making chicken parm. The parm, It's huh? his favorite. This makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like I had a similar trajectory with that as well. Like when when, uh, around like high school, college area started, all my friends were like vegetarian or vegan. Mm -hmm. And then I would have them all come over and I would make them like weird vegan meals and like kind of teaching myself how to cook. Yeah. Much to the dismay of my mom. So you were vegan before it became trendy. Or you were cooking mm. vegan before it was trendy. It was no? trendy in certain circles. Yeah, yeah, I was vegan when I, I mean, like mid nineties. I feel like it ha- it wasn't trendy until like really recently. Damn right. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, I'm not letting you get away with that. Hell no. <laughs> we were both vegan at the same time, and it was like he was never music. vegan. God damn it. Are you both still vegan? No, no, no. 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 Okay. No, 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 no. It lasted about four or five years for me, but it was like, but it was part of like a music yeah. scene, and it was like, yeah, we were straight edge. We were straight Fair. edge kids. You but were but your best we life. were. I mean, like last night we did a, a pop up dinner that was brisket. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like. Quite opposite of anything sure. vegan whatsoever. But we also eat not very much meat when you're as home. a daily driver, but then it becomes just special occasion only. stuff. Yeah, we are super plant-based when I'm just like home cooking and it's the two of us. And if people come over, I'll buy like fish or meat and do it up. But like otherwise, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was thumbing through the old, the old cookbook, <laughs> you said... Um, you said you, you called yourself a professional snacker of mm-hmm. sorts. I am. And I'm, I'm like always, a, I also like to snack, but I have to like remove all snacks from my house because <laughs> I'll just eat them all. But like what, what, kind of, what kind of snacks are we talking about that are like the darkness snacks for you? The darkness? Not like, not like, not, the not stuff California girl the cookbook ones, but I mean like. You've eaten healthy for six days straight. You've got Netflix. You're ready to go. Husband's out of town. Yep. I Maybe mean, some girls are over. There's a bottle of wine. You're hungover. I mean, you know those like big ass giant blocks of cheese from Costco, like the Colby Jack ones. Oh yeah. <laughs> like as a kid, I no. would slice off like a two inch piece and just like gnaw on it. That's like <laughs> that's a really dark like a place. rabbit. You're animal. doing a cheddar and gnaw. I, I love. I mean, I would do it publicly. I have no shame because that nothing really beats the feeling of your teeth kind of squeaking on some real two inches of cheddar. Yeah, you know? there's just something really, really amazing about it. Whatever. I don't even. Know <laughs> how, I don't even know how to describe it. Did did not expect that answer. Going to be <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, but that's a that's an answer that. But that's if I'm alone. We're all real. We can all relate to that. Yeah, like who doesn't want to eat a piece of cheese? Me. Well, okay, what, fine. What? I would I would love to. Well, just I mean, hunk I, down on a brick of che- of Colby. Don't, <laughs> I don't like kind of. Well, I mean, I don't know, not. I want to say normal cheese, but like 
Like a Tillamook cheese, I don't want like on a burger. I don't want it on anything. I don't want it on a don't salad. Don't listen to those Guido. But like if there's like a cheese plate or somebody put something together. Tillamook. Yeah. But like as a simple, god damn it. <laughs> but as like a, uh, yeah, I just, I'm not that into like cheese in yeah. general for the most part. But you'll well, do a cheese plate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's how this girl abs- stays so skinny. I Absolutely. make a mean cheese plate. No, I mean, and I really enjoy them. But <laughs> it's like, only figs. <laughs> but when I so see skinny. like a sandwich and it's just got cheese that doesn't, doesn't really do it for you. doesn't have a really distinct like this is a very specific cheese mm-hmm. for a very specific reason like just a slice of jack. Not I'm like, into it. No cheese please. Yeah, okay. Oh, I no. mean, I wish I could do that. I would be five <laughs> pounds skinnier. Yeah, <laughs> I love like, I love I love a quality Tillamook brand cheese. Tillamook's uh, the best. I think it's really backslash the stew. No, I think it's really good <laughs> cheese. I don't think it's bad. I just How sharp don't. are you going? I mean, when I'm in a real dark place, it's not sharp at all. Like wow. it's pretty mild. You're going mild. Yeah, the the, more, the darker Jack's it is, the milder mild. it is. Yeah. Colby Jack's pretty mild because it's like what, like mild cheddar and Monterey Jack mixed Colby together. Colby Jack or something? is for sure not a cheese that's no, made by re- humans. It's, okay. No, it's it was from outer space for sure. <laughs> Small segue: shredded cheese or cheese sauce on nachos? Oh, shredded cheese. Actually, Hell both. Yeah. Actually, I would say both. The recipe on my blog is half shredded. The problem here's the problem with nachos. No one likes cheese sauce but me. That's not that's true. Not true. I like a good cheese sauce, but it has to have melted shredded cheese as well. You have to have both. And Maybe I'll like, do that next time. I don't think I've ever done that. And some pickled jalapenos and like all, like I feel very strongly about nachos. So you need like a salamander. So the so okay, chips go down, cheese sauce goes on top. You've got like sixty seconds before they start getting soggy. Shredded cheese goes on top, thirty seconds in salamander, and then you still have no shredded cheese melted. <laughs> Chips that are not too soggy. My head is spinning. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the logistics of this do. cheese sauce Here's plus what shreddy. you do. It's a double layer. So you do a layer of chips, a layer of melted cheese, a layer of chips, a layer of melted cheese into the broiler. You melt the cheese. Then you douse everything with the cheese sauce and any extra accoutrements that you're putting on. Oh. And then you can dip in extra cheese sauce before you eat. Okay. So I'm with you on layering. I think it's the, the single... Most important foundation to good nachos is layering. For sure. But toppings as well. Beans, yeah. jalapenos, that needs to be layered in there as well. Without a doubt. So when you do that, I find it's really hard, and I really don't like getting into nachos that have shredded the cheese naked. that's not melted. Or they're naked. Triggering. Like, you, no one wants a naked chip in a plate no. of nachos. It's very upsetting. No, that's just chips. Yeah, it's not nachos. nobody needs that. Maybe we can do shredded cheese... With a dip side of the queso sauce. Wait, I have a solution to this. I this is going to change everyone's life. Is it an above ground pool Podcast full of cheese sauce? This is actually in the book, but there's my best friend Matt. There's a recipe in the book dedicated to him called Ponchos, and they're individual nachos yeah. that have the cheese. Like they're a, it's a circle tortilla you cut in half, you fry, and yep. then each one individually gets cheese and chorizo and all the things on top of it. So A, there's no naked chips. B, you don't have to share it with anyone. And mm. C, like why why not? Like mm. everyone's happy. So it's kind of like a, a nacho and like a half hard shell taco. It's like a personal tostada. pan pizza nacho, but got not it, pizza. Mm-hmm. Just a personal pan nacho. In the in the in the traditional style of a nacho, which is just a chip with cheese and a jalapeno, mm-hmm. each each separately crea- created and crafted and not just piled and shredded. Yeah, yeah. Panchos. Yeah, panchos. Los panchos. Made oh. by Matt. Okay. Um, <laughs> All the, okay, all those snacks are very good. Are yeah. you are you a Cheetos cruncher or a puffer? Are we all gonna? I don't like Cheetos. Ooh. 
Yeah, I know. I'm not. He's more of a Cheeto guy. I don't girl not answer. like them, but I'd rather have a cooler ranch Dorito. Same, <laughs> right? Hundred percent. I like 100%. that you said cooler and not cool. Is it cool ranch? <laughs> no, there's two. There, it started out with cool, cool ranch, and, cooler and then ranch? they invented cooler. Like when get like there's you can you get want, Gatorade. I want that extra extra ranch. You want more? Yeah, ranch I like on it. it. Like it's the same thing. Like I don't want a naked chip. Like I want it to have all the seasoning on it. Have you seen these peanuts that come? Cool Ranch covered? No. Oh yeah, they're pretty. That's amazing. Up. Are they like at Trader Joe's or something? No, no, no. They're like a whoever. No, it's makes... like truck stop. Yeah. It's like it's a Doritos <laughs> yeah. brand. Yeah, Frito Lay. <laughs> it's like Frito Lay. It's it's uh it's certified Cool brilliant. Ranch. It's a real Doritos. That product. was a brilliant marketing move. It's pretty good. Yeah, I wish I had thought. But I've that. only seen it once, and it was at a gas station. I mean, next time I'm there, I'm gonna look for it. And check this out. I bought them. For the podcast, had everybody try them, and they made fun of me for bringing it. I wouldn't have made fun of you if I was here. I believe that. We ate it and made fun of you. Um, Well, I also saw on your Instagram that you're sponsored by Cape Cod Chips, the king of wavy chips. Yeah. How does that feel? That was just today. That is those are good chips. Those chips are great. I, I chips. never I never knew about those wavies until recently. Well, the wavies are new. The wavies and then like the oh wait the, okay the I don't even know about the wavies. Do you want me to show you a picture? Yes. Okay. I only on. know about the normal Cape Cod like the Cape Cod like the, the double fried crunchy. The double fried really crunchy. I mean those are great. And then the wavies yeah, they're like like the wavy ruffles. Oh yeah. Yeah, but they're good. They're sturdy. that looks like your onion dip. They hold mm-hmm. up. They hold up to a, like a solid dip. Oh like yeah. Like when a chip when you dip it in something and it breaks. Mm. Unacceptable. It's a bummer. These do not do such things. Yeah, over there you run the risk of people thinking you're double dipping going to rescue that you're half a chip. Yeah, but also like (laughs) I only want to hang out with people that are okay with me double dipping. Same. Right? Mm -hmm. Like it's all we're all friends here. Mm -hmm. Only if we're all friends here. Yeah. If there's strangers around, I don't want to. I'm okay with a stranger double dipping. Well, I mean, after a, as a long as they're sort, hot, a, a quick assessment of their overall hygiene. hygiene yeah, but all about the other hygiene. Other than that, I'm <laughs> okay with a stranger double if dipping. If there's a stinker in the room, double dipping. No, 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 pick them out. They're getting fired. Get them out. Get them out. <laughs> uh, you you recently ate dinner at the fancy place in Disneyland. We were Last talking night. about that. Last episode or a couple ago? Were you talking about Club Snacky Tunes? I think. Club yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty Three or Royal Twenty One or Twenty One Royal? We were talking about Club Thirty Three. Club Thirty Three. You went to Twenty One Royal. Yes. Is that What's the that? daddier version? That is. It's Walt's <laughs> residence that he never got to live in at Disneyland that overlooks like the most magical part he of died. the park. Yeah. So they finished it after he was after he died. But you overlook where the fireworks are and where that like phantasmic show or whatever is. Fantasia. I'm, I'm not phantasmic. A, it's something. I, I don't love know. that show. I had never seen it. I'm not like a big Disneyland goer. I, <laughs> ha- I hate Disneyland. <laughs> but last night, and then you had a guide to take you on all the rides, so you didn't have to wait in any lines. And we just rode all the rides like two or three times in a row. Yeah. It was so kind was of this the most a, magical was this night an of my influencer life. dinner? It was an influencer. For dinner. what kind of influencers? So Williamson. And Le Creuset par- partnered up for Mickey's 90th birthday. And <laughs> I've seen those products. This yeah, is a damn press release. Le Creuset <laughs> has a line of Mickey inspired cookware, and I, all my product lines are Williams Sonoma. Yeah, it's super cute. Okay. It's like red. And I love like, the Beauty and the Beast Le Creuset collab. What? You got to check it out. Is it it's, yellow? It's very tasteful. Like it's a, it's a dress? royal blue with a hand-painted rose on the lid. Oh, that's it's really It's actually pretty. very fire. I'm a little upset I wasn't sent that. Rude. <laughs> That's fucked up that I didn't get that $400 Le Creuset sent to me. It's pretty. I know. That was a real white It's girl. very pretty. It has a, has a gold handle on the top of the lid. Oh, my gosh. 
After we're done recording, we'll 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 do a deep dive on okay. Google image search. <laughs> Great. How was the food? The food was actually incredible. I was shocked. I went in with very little expectations. I ate all the churros during the day while we were going on the rides, and then we got mm-hmm. to dinner. Disney and churros are. And I, like, I'm not into plated meals. Like, I don't want to have like a nine course meal. It's mm-hmm. just not. I'd rather go eat at like anywhere and like have pizza and a salad. Mm-hmm. And. I had very low expectations, and it was one of the best meals I've ever had. And Amazing. I'm, I was shocked. So, shocked. like, full-tasting menu, you know. Truffles, gnocchi, uh, Kobe beef, like, all the things. And I, we asked the chefs, we're like, you guys must have trained at, like, Per Se and French Laundry and all these different places. And a lot of them were trained at Disneyland. They're just, like, really epic chefs. They're like, they and won't they let love, us leave. They love what they do, and they also have the finances to get their hands on whatever products they want. Sure. They it's like, definitely a case for sourcing at a certain point. Yeah, too. like they were flying in asparagus from Germany for us last night, and I was like, that oh, was... What? Yeah, I've never heard of that. The white asparagus in That's Germany. Tight. Apparently, <laughs> it's a real big deal. Kind of makes you think. Of course, they love white asparagus taste in Germany. taste at home for you, huh? Yeah, right? I mean... Do you have any German recipes in the book? I'm not in the book. I have some on the blog. But like every time I'm in Germany, I, I just get fat. I just eat schnitzel <laughs> mm-hmm. all day, every day. And they don't eat vegetables there besides potatoes. So mm. like it's aggressive. Yeah, there's not a lot of green on those plates. No. Last time we were there, it was right when Lufthansa went on strike. And so we couldn't get out. And I was like sobbing. I was like, I just, like get me to any other country that has salads. Like I just need to leave Germany. Like I need <laughs> spinach. <laughs> any green. I mean. Anything. That's, that's a good thing. That's a good feeling to have because I, I that happens to me sometimes and when i return back home to la i'm like all i want are just like some vegetables that yeah. are raw and some fruits yeah. that are raw and just so my body is not like in shutting down mode yeah it's aggressive crudite for a week I mean, my favorite maybe. walt i have to say because i love it so much my favorite walt disney anecdote was a friend of mine got hired so Walt Disney smoked, right? Mm-hmm. And there Did he? W- and he was cigarettes he, or weed? Cigarettes. Oh, okay, okay. That would be amazing. Meth. He definitely, no. he he definitely did meth until he died. But, but he yeah. never smoked in the park, and he never Everyone smoked around anybody. Then. He never smoked around anybody. Uh-huh. Um, but his whole life was documented. So there's in the archives, there's pictures of him with cigarettes. Yeah. Part of his last wishes, and part of like the whole Disney thing. So they paid him to go in and remove all the cigarettes. Like digitally out of all the photographs and re-archive them and keep the originals, Whoa. but also if they ever wanted to use something. Because it really meant a lot to him. He didn't want kids to see him smoking. Good role model. But also an incredibly famous anti-Semite, Walt Disney had this pin on his tie that was a society that was like kind of an Ayn Rand, heavy anti-Semitic um, organization going back like 100 years. I had no idea. And my friend was like, we're going to call that Walt Wright. Yeah. <laughs> So he was like, maybe was we best. should do the pin, too. What do you guys say, huh? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we don't talk about the pin. Keep going with the cigarettes. <laughs> well, I have the old they Photoshop. They didn't have him take the pin off. No. Well, I have wow. the old Photoshop fired up. I can just bang these, uh, <laughs> these swastika pins out, too, while I'm at it. He was like, all right, it's your dime. Cigarettes are gone. <laughs> oh, Hate my stays. gosh. Hate stays. Uh, Brutal. Yeah, pretty good. I didn't know that. And that's why I choose to boycott Disneyland, unlike yourself, Gabby. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> I'm Jewish. I'm half Jewish. I didn't know that. I feel that. like that's why it ties into the asparagus from Germany. That's what made me think of okay. it. Okay, yeah. I get it. Is, um, 
isn't Passover or something like that happening soon? I'm a bad half <laughs> Wrong person to ask? Yeah, I think I've it's cooked a- Shabbat dinner once in my entire life for one of my girlfriends, and I was super proud of myself, but that's really I think Shabbat cute. is so much fun. I, I think mean, it's so cool. It's just like an excuse to get all your friends over yes. for dinner, right? Like, Which and is make a great challah. excuse. But then it's got like this like... Five percent of like appreciating people more than just a dinner party yes. and the people you gather. Yeah. Even if you don't, like, even regardless of like how serious or or where you are with your religion, it's like it's got like a tinge of like more kind of like it's, celebration it's of the people up. in your life. It's a level up. I agree. I love mm. getting invited to Shabbat. I know. I feel like I should probably do it more often. I've never been invited. Oh, next time I make hollow, we'll do a Shabbat. I want to come. Done. Mazel tov. Done. So do you live in L.A. now? I'm in L.A. half the time and in Seattle half the time. My husband's starting a company up in Seattle, so he's there oh. all the time, and I'm back and forth. You, got a, you two- got a tech daddy at home? I mean, he wasn't a tech daddy until recently. He was in <laughs> advertising, and now he's starting a tech company. So oh. That's too close and amazing and varied locations for food too yeah seattle's really epic cool. but i've got to tell you la wins like obviously the weather here is unbeatable and i totally yes. took it for granted until i wasn't here full time yes. and now i'm like oh my, like yesterday when it was raining i was depressed i was like i feel like i'm back in seattle again Same. right so and now it's nothing but sun oh such a nice day. we're going on a california girl hike tomorrow probably where are you going Observatory is where I usually go. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, right in, right in your backyard. It's right, it's, it is right in my backyard. <laughs> um, you were talking about being really into c- cooking shows and food television when you were younger. What, what kind of st- I also noticed in the, in the back of your book you had a blurb from Alton Brown, who's, yeah. who's like... A.B., the god. Yeah, he's like, he's, pro- he's like, that's how I learned how to cook from watching... A lot of people learn from, from watching his show when I, was a, when I was a youngster. He's a friend of mine. I'm not going to say a good friend of mine because I don't want to be like presumptuous, but I really enjoy him, his company. Do you have his phone number? I don't. Mm, I have his email. You got his email? Yeah. Can you get him on this pod? I mean, I can ask. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's bucket list. We talk about it all the time. He's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has incredible... I'm waiting for good... Isn't he bringing good eats back? I heard, yeah. I don't know. But he's bringing it back for Netflix, right? Maybe. Is he? I thought. I think there was rumors of Netflix. Quote me. Okay. But I thought that Good Eats was coming back on a different platform, and I, think I thought it, might it was be Netflix, digital, or digital. I can. I'll, I'll find out. But I, I think he's amazing. But I don't really watch a lot of food shows anymore. I would because they all suck now. I would Kinda. kill for a Good Eats that says NR next to it, not rated. <laughs> yeah. I would kill for him to get to go off the off the wheel. Yeah, that's so. That yeah, I mean, it's kind of like when they would have like Mister Rogers yeah. like say bad words on the other thing, or like well, Pee Wee s- saying the S H I T word. You, know? you see him. <laughs> I mean, Good Eats was incredible, and it's still something that I'll, I'll Google if I'm trying to find a recipe among other things. Um, but I've seen him in interviews, and he's. Definitely, like, he's definitely seems more fun and a little, like, a little more hard PG-13 to R. Yeah. And I'm sure in person he's, he's, yeah, I'm sure he's amazing. But Good Eats had such a specific personality that wasn't, to me, off-putting, but it was also extremely vanilla with incredible information, which is required for that network. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of people that have food shows are kind of, you know, pushed into a little corner of who they're supposed to be for that show. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And, but to see him, to imagine him with full creative control on something like Netflix, which 
I think somebody like Alden Brown deserves. It would be epic. It would be really fun to yeah. see him like, this is what I want to do. Like but David that's Chang's what I did. new Ugly Delicious. Sure. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. So how do you guys really feel about that? I liked, I liked Ugly Delicious. Okay. And actually, it, 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 that's a great segue because uh, a listener sent in a question to me a couple days ago, Mike... Yeah, he's the guy who sent us the care package of all those snacks from Thailand. You're the oh. best. Remember those? That's I do. A great Very well. listener. Great yeah, listener. He's incredible. Yeah, sometimes some, and also, uh, and Truett sent me the the Salvador Dali Wine Companion book to. Yeah, that, that was to you. So to I that don't surreal like that gift book. As much. <laughs> Thank you again, guys. Um, but he he said I was recently watching Ugly Delicious, wherein one episode chef David Chang is talking to other chefs about having to learn cooking from another person or someone physically to show you the techniques. And many other amateur cooks learned from watching YouTubers and TV shows and all those things. And he says, I'm not debating the merits of online learning, but it got me thinking, have we jumped the shark when it comes to culinary learning? If the viewer is taking information from a vlogger on YouTube who got it from another vlogger, who may have gotten it from yet another vlogger, have we reached a Michael Keaton in multiplicity level of copying where the copy original gets worse and worse? Which I thought was a pretty interesting subject of like the debate of like, are you able to actually learn from just watching instructional videos on the Food Network or Googling a YouTube video how to do it versus someone physically showing you in a, in a school setting or like a... Mm. It's, I think it depends on the user well, on who's who's doing the learning. Well, I was just going to say I think you learn best by doing. So, like, you can watch someone on TV or YouTube or Instagram or whatever it is, but until you get into the kitchen and make errors and, like, F up on your own and figure out how to fix it, that's that you're not going to learn until you do that. Mm-hmm. But... I don't, I don't think it's a yes or no question. I, to yeah. me, it goes to a bigger idea and concept that... The internet has been such an incredible delivery system for information that it's instantaneous. Mm-hmm. And the idea of staging or apprenticing or working is not just about information or muscle memory, but it's also the idea of patience and learning. And I think not everyone does this, but the idea of just looking up a recipe for like uni ice cream on YouTube and then somehow getting this idea from a dish specifically and mm-hmm. not the ingredients and the idea of its combination behind it gives emboldens someone in a way that to me is extremely negative. It adds, it can potentially add arrogance and add lack of understanding and lack of openness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you hear this from a lot of chefs that we come in and talk that they'll get people in this kitchen. This is a new contemporary thing. If these chefs have been working for 15, 20 years, they get kids who come in and they want to start cooking. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not necessarily what happens in a trade. And it's not that you can't cook and it's not that you don't have great ideas, but the, the patience and the, the media culture that we have about being a personality and that you need to make your mark before knowing, understanding, and appreciating is something that creates just an incredibly superficial level of cooking from those kinds of shows. That's not to say that's the only outcome from that. That's not to say that because you watch videos, that's going to happen. But I think it leads and lends to that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I feel like there are a lot of people who have blogs or Instagram channels or whatever that don't know how to cook. Yes. Like, they, they're just 
taking recipes from Martha Stewart or Ina and putting their name on them and not yep. crediting. And that's a huge problem in the food blogging world. But I feel like the people that are standing outside from that, like I went, I, I went to culinary school. I don't think you have to go to culinary school in order not to learn all. how to cook. But no. like I feel really comfortable experimenting with different things because of my past history of being in culinary school and working as a private chef. Like I've never worked in a kitchen, but not everyone has that training or like you know they didn't fail mm-hmm. and fuck up so can i say that yeah, absolutely okay absolutely. so you know <laughs> fuck yeah you can <laughs> but also i mean we're also in an era too where or at least to me there's never been people that like have the success of that combines cooking without actually being in a kitchen where it's like you can have a blog or a piece or something on the internet and you get followers, and you don't necessarily you can you can create a picture and an image from something you made, mm-hmm. but you also don't necessarily cook. You, and like you just right. said, you don't need to know how to cook. Right. And it's and I'm not necessarily knocking that because that can encourage and inspire other people. But it there I think there's never been a time where you can create food, not be a chef, not cook, and be famous for food. Right. It can be very bizarre. It's it's actually really I never thought about it like that, and it's kind of scary. Well, I mean, just it's weird. just different. It's yeah. hard it's hard for it's me to relate of, to, but I think those people are more food stylists than chefs. Yeah, like, but they just, wouldn't be self-described as that, but yeah, yes. but that's I mean, yeah. They're, yeah, they're taking a Martha Stewart recipe and they just want to make it look pretty and have a flower next to it and and, and, a rustic a cr- linen and a rustic they've got linen. a Carrera marble cheese plate <laughs> that they're making look like their actual like counter. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. But you know, if you know it tastes like shit. <laughs> I mean, it I'm might like, not. It just, I, it, it's not, it's yeah, not my wheelhouse. And there's not. It's, it's well, I not think that's why it's so important for people to find people that they actually trust and mm-hmm. like that are teaching them things. And that's why people garner mm-hmm. such a following that are trustworthy and have good recipes. And then there's the opposite of that, which Jason and I mention this guy all the time because we love him so much. There's this blog or video channel and probably a blog too this guy food wishes this guy yeah, named john. Chef, chef john yeah his recipes are amazing he's and great it is the definition of unassuming simple concise yeah. and every all of his recipes i've ever made some of them are my all-time favorite versions of that including a asian chicken wing that he does yeah but it's like his it's just like all the dad jokes yeah he's <laughs> i love that guy so much i feel like he's kind of like alton like his recipes yes, are so dependable he's, he's so informative yeah. and like he's not trying to be anything that he's not like, no it's all substance no flash yeah so so, uh, so is it easy for you to spot out some fake food bloggers yeah. With your trained eye? They're out there. You get them in the sights. They're out there. I mean, I've seen them before. They're people that, there's people that steal other food blogger recipes and don't change their spelling mistakes, so it's really easy to pick up oh, on that. Oh, shit. Mm. That is amazing. Yeah, it's happened before to me multiple times. That's incredible. Yeah. That's such a telltale Oh my god! I mean, if that's I fucking make copy it, and pasting. It, that's not even yes, stealing. No, that's it's wild. Just copy V or whatever the command is mm-hmm. on the key- keyboard. Yeah, that's like in the movies where the guy's talking to his agent. You're like, "Do you like how I changed the ending?" And they're like, "Yeah, I loved it." And they're like, "I didn't change anything. <laughs> I didn't change the ending. Ah, you didn't read it. <laughs> you fired Richard." <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, I mean, that's it, kind of has like a Black Mirror episode kind of vibe of just like a crying 
food blogger in their house copying and pasting other recipes and like I'm gonna post it now. Yeah. People are gonna so like me. insane. It's to real me. shitty. But like it is what it is. Like those people aren't gonna have any lasting power in the world. No. You know? But yeah. they're they're not they're, they're gonna just... die alone. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as the Whatever the V the V button on the keyboard breaks, they can't they can't do their job. Oh, yeah, they don't know how to paste. What if they yeah. couldn't copy and paste and they had to rewrite the whole recipe? Like that would be fine. That's what me. that's how we had to do it back in my day, right? Yeah. Like when we were like writing a college paper or something, you had to like actually get the spark notes Type and then like rewrite out. it in your own words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when you cheated on like a physics test, you had to get the physical test from your friend underneath your test yeah. and yeah. look at it. You still had to show the work on how you got to the problem or you got to the answer. That's not cheating if you have somebody else's physical test. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> what uh what kind of food do you just don't even bother cooking like it's too hard or too crazy like making bread or things like that where it's just Mm. Leave it to the pros. Or is there nothing? The, or no, is there nothing? I love making Full bread. Full omakase dinner. You, no. hand, you bang it out. No. I mean, I'm never going to make like any crazy French sauces. Like, I'm just not into mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we learned in culinary school, and I just, I don't need to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, yeah. I don't want to spend more than like 30 to 45 minutes in the kitchen unless I'm making like a big to-do of a dinner party. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, me too. So anything that's too complicated like that is not in my repertoire. And I also mm-hmm. don't eat awful so I'm not going to be cooking any, like, intestines. No awful eating? No. What, no liver? I've tried it. No, I hate, I don't like liver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just mm. not, I'm not into it. That's a texture thing. What else are you not into? Mm. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty equal opportunity when it comes to eating, but I'm just not Sea in- urchin? No. Mm. I don't like there's an there's somewhere down in LA I'm blanking on the name that has uni guacamole. Mm-hmm. Have you got, it's it's off of like Beverly. That, that's uh I've Petty Cash. Petty Cash Tucker, yeah. Yeah, which I love. Mm-hmm. But like don't put uni in my guacamole. I'm I saw a, I saw your guac um guac recipe in your cookbook. Yeah. Real Ooh. good. Uh there's an in, in, inclusion of chives in, in yes, the mix, which I like. Cilantro. Yeah, with lemon my, and lime juice. Which is the key. I, my entire first cookbook was about avocados, and I didn't discover that till after it was over. So I made the key a point is to do both lemon citrus. and lime. I've never done that. And chives are really nice, especially because so many people hate cilantro. Chives are nice. And like chives are just so bright and fresh, and like mm-hmm. pack a little bit more of a punch. And so I do that. Is it is it tough when you're writing recipes where something like a guacamole, where there's so much technique and your your senses, you have to rely on them to make the right guac, mm-hmm. where you can't just say. A table, tablespoon of salt. You, yeah. like you, you have to do salt and pepper to taste. But I do a lot of salt and pepper to taste because I personally love salt. And like I might want too much salt for the next person sitting over here. Yeah. And so for like, a guacamole, that's like the one thing it, that it everyone matters. fucks up is and they just like, don't put enough salt in How it. salty are your chips? Like if you're having mm-hmm. the blue corn tortilla chips from Trader Joe's, they're pretty salty. So mm. you don't need all the salt in the guac. But if you're having like... The freshly made chips from Whole Foods that have no salt on yeah, them. Zero. You mm. need to like sprinkle Maldon salt on every bite. Or if you have a quality bite. Cape Cod wavy chip <laughs> on there where the salt is perfectly balanced every you. time. I'm going to give them your information. Yeah, I mean, we'll only we'll we'll shout them out for just chips only. We don't need we don't need to check. Mm-mm. We just want chips boxes. only. I work for chips. salt and vinegar. <laughs> okay, so so there's no uni. There's no liver. I need to guess one more that you don't like. Yeah, I'm ready. 
Mm. I love these kinds of games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooh, can you can you do one, Andre? Can you guess a food that she doesn't like to eat? I mean, it feels kind of easy in some. Not to say that like it's what obvious, about duck? but like I was gonna say tendon, but you probably don't like tendon. No. Well, she's that yeah. tendon goes into the awful. Category. I know. That's what, what about, I'm saying. Are you doing duck? I love duck. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. I don't like bone marrow. Are you a mayo person? <laughs> yes, in the right context. Like, as I don't long want as that mayo. mayo starts with an A and ends in an I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like mayo on a sandwich. But like, <gasps> I know. You don't? I, w- I would rather have smashed avocado. God damn it. Really? Both. Really? Those are not mutually all exclusive. Well, I make, I, I, I mix them all the time. I'm, I like avocado, like guacamole, mayonnaise, Dijon, salt, pep. I mean, that does sound pretty epic. And then it's just like this kind of barf, baby pink matcha yeah, latte color. Good. And it, yeah, it tastes amazing. Yeah. I don't like those things combined. I like them to be separate. I like all of those things on my Are sandwich. you, are you a, yeah, he's a car- compartmentalized Is eater. Is that how and your plate looks? Like it's all very, like pretty and segregated? No, 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 no. I, I'm a homogenizer. I don't yeah. have, I have very, I don't think I have any food hang up. Sometimes seafood, really heavy seafood, really like, Taste of the ocean stuff like uni. I'm not a huge fan of. Do you like swordfish? I do. Okay. I feel I find swordfish to be as mild as fish gets. Yeah, it's just so meaty. I don't like swordfish. I don't either. I don't mind the texture. Of it is, uh, I don't mind the texture. The texture of mine is kind of spun, wet cardboard, spongy. It has a weird. Um, You're a crazy person. I've I never had swordfish. That. It has a. It has like I've a had dry sword. Has a uh, kind of a Fishy. fibrous what? texture to it that. It's it's unlike all the other fish. Go stay with my parents and eat some swordfish. <laughs> change your mind. Look, I've had I've had a lot of swordfish. It's not. It has a unique texture to its own that I don't dislike. But you know, I, I'll I'll take many other fish above a swordfish. My food, it, I'm fine with it touching, doing anything. This is what we do on food podcasts, by the way. We we <laughs> we really dissect this kind of shit for an hour. And I really like bites of every, like one bite of everything on a plate too. Yeah. So there's none of that. But on a sandwich, like I find when you mix things together, like what he described, which is not something that I would dislike, mm-hmm. but I like to taste the acid in my mustard. And if it's mixed in with avo and mayo and my all that mustard. together, you're missing it. You, it, it's there, but it's different. And I really like yeah. separately mayo, like how creamy and how umami it can mm-hmm. be, depending on what, if you're using kewpie or something. Yeah. And I don't, I, I love all those layers you're so not much. I want them distinct, Fair. but I also want them together. You respect them too much. You respect the family too much to. You have to leave them separate. But when I make like... It's the hardest decision you've ever had to do. But if I make like an avocado toast, I will add a little bit of mustard and yogurt and avocado and whip that together and put that on. Whereas I will make little plops with my squeeze bottle then I'll tweezer on salt, molodon, crystals. You feel like a tweezer kind of avocado toaster to me. I look like a tweezer. (laughs) Like a tweezer kind of are You are right. I, I don't have... Tweezers in the kitchen. You don't need tweezers, tweezers to be a tweezer kind of guy. Take out some pin bones of the salmon. I don't do pin bone no. removal. He doesn't oh, cook salmon. Okay, at home. okay, okay. okay. I actually, I mean, I'll just work eat through those pin bones. Yeah, you they're know? just they're just extra fiber. Who like right? who's who's really picking out the pin bones? Losers. You know what I mean? Okay, great, great. <laughs> don't agree. <laughs> don't agree. Well, what um, what are some of your favorite restaurants here in LA? 
Um, well, like, what's the mood? Like, if I'm going out for dinner on a Tuesday night... You tell night, us the mood, you tell I us where you're Okay, I want, I want going out before the club dinner. Oh, God, the club? Like, you and the girls going out Saturday night, That's there's going to be tequila. So nice You've got you hard drugs in your purse. Club. Where are you? you <laughs> I mean, obviously, you don't go to the club or anywhere cool, but I was just trying to, like, God set the mood. Yes, she no, does. Where I mean, are you? Where are no, you I, I have to tell... We went to Vegas, and I was like, I am too old for this. Like, I am... I'm 30, but, like, I... Clubs are over in my day. Mm-hmm, I did enough. it too much in college. Yeah, I'm 32. Um, I can't do it. Yeah, it's brutal. The next day, it's like brutal. You clubbed a lot in college, huh? Yeah, I did. Nice. I was a party animal. Um, okay, mm-hmm. if I'm going out for like a Let's go back a to you night- being a party animal. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Let's go. <laughs> night on the town. I mean... Sushi? Yeah, probably. Something light. Yeah. Uh, what's that place? Uh, I'm blanking on the name. It's in the strip mall on Sunset. Yoshinoya. Baru. No. no. Uh Shintaro? No. We're on Sunset. It's in yeah. like a random strip mall. There's no other food in it. Up on Sunset and maybe like Fairfax or La Cienega. Mm. Mm, the griddle? Sushi, par- sushi Park. Oh, Sushi Park. I mean, that's if we're really being fancy. Mm-hmm. I love sugarfish. Mm-hmm. Oh, sugarfish like- is the worst. Really? I don't agree. Oh, yeah. So good. I don't, I don't necessarily love it, but I, but like I, the I will eat there. like containers... Have you ever had the sugarfish yeah. to go? Mm-hmm. It's like so beautifully presented it in front of your TV it's while nice you're packaging. watching Peaky Blinders. Like, what more could you ever <laughs> ask for? Yeah, but that is food presentation and not food quality. Fair. There's I like better the sushi in LA, yeah, but, but it's, it's worse it's sushi. Dependable. Too. I res- it it's is dependable, dependable, but I respect the sushi too much to have it to go. Kazunori. We oh, like Kazunori a lot. The better. best. Yeah. So good. I want, the, I want the sushi to be put on the plate right in front of me, and then I munch it up within, within seconds. Yeah. yeah. You quick, can quick, do quick. that. Isn't that what you do, sugarfish? No. At sugarfish, you go, I want one, two, or three, and then some fucking loser starts bringing out fish that's been sitting in the bowl for 10 minutes or something. I don't know if I believe that. Nobody really sits at the bar. You just like order and they just bring you can't out even, they're, they're not making it at the bar. They make yeah. it in, a, in the kitchen in the back. Yeah. There's so a you dark don't really back get to room, see. a real sweatshop of yeah. swordfish, if you will. It's a dark place just, where they eat wedges of they're cheese. Not, they're not putting the love into it. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, they're honking into <laughs> a wedge down there. The jack. My um, argument is that you're buying into the show a little too much, depending on where what sushi place Peaky you're Blinders? eating as well. No, 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 uh, no. just the present. Watch like, yeah, we'll, we'll get into okay, okay. TV and movies. Wait, I want to tell you about my other favorite restaurant. Yeah, yes. it's, it's like a hole in the wall, dark cave off of Pico called Don Antonio's. Have I don't you know been? about that. So okay. cool. Pico, this is like, like mid city. No, Pico and Bundy, West Side. Okay. Dark, if, like. Yo. Tuesday, you don't like the West Side? No, 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 it's uh. fine. <laughs> I actually think Brentwood is very adorable. It's Love great. the country I don't mart. have a car, so like walking in Brentwood and Santa Monica and riding a bike is like very easy that for is me. Nice. It's much um, harder to ride my bike over here. All my friends live over here, mm-hmm. but like you, you have to have a car over here. Yes, um, definitely. But Don Antonio's is off of Pico and Bundy, and it is like this hole-in-the-wall cave restaurant that has the most incredible chips. Their salsa is perfectly spicy, and it like burns your mouth. Yeah, like it leaves you with a I was tingle. going Italian. I was thinking Italian, too. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Mexican. Their guacamole leaves something to be... Like, it's not the best guacamole, mm-hmm. but their burritos are the size of a small child, mm-hmm. and like they're... Human child? Yeah. Okay. Like an infant. Like a newborn. Got it. And they're great. Six-pounder. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you can go in and out of Don Antonio's for two burritos, two or three skinny margaritas for like 40 bucks. 
and you feel really good about life. That's pretty good. Damn. Yeah. That's pretty good. Do you have your own recipe for a skinny girl, Marg? I do. It's in the book. <laughs> it's got all the citrus. <laughs> Anything. Why are you okay. laughing? <laughs> I think he just likes saying skinny girl. Probably. No, like because I knew that you had a recipe for yeah, a skinny there. girl, Marg. I just wanted there. to tee you up. Yeah. Blood oranges, limes, all oh, the tequila. Nice. Just get your it's hands on some bloodies. Yeah. Okay. I mean, only during a certain time of year, but it's a good time. I agree. Yeah, we're 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 neck deep in citrus season right now, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, it'll be real sad when it's over. My favorite stand at the Hollywood Farmers Market is close to grapefruits. They make this. They're from Ohio, and they have they make the most incredible grapefruit juice. But their their season for their grapefruits is it's over. Like, no, no, no. It's like two and a half months or something. It's such a tiny window for their trees. I don't know why. Um, if you guys are ever in Long Beach, Matt, my best friend, his house has like this epic like 120 year old grapefruit tree out back and then they're the best grapefruits i've ever had there's not one like nothing is sour we're they're huge so fans of amazing. stealing fruit too well so i'll just give right. you his address this is right for us he'll give them to you he has like hundreds yeah, don't of don't tell him we're coming for sure <laughs> just be like there's the address we only need the address in my backyard why are they stealing all my fruit <laughs> <laughs> why do they have ski masks and machetes <laughs> hey yeah. i, I almost great stole, almost stole a tangerine today but it wasn't quite ready to be picked Probably ready to be stolen. Catch and release, baby. I, res- <laughs> I respect the waters. Um, what uh, what are what are like a couple other cookbooks that you feel like are not to miss? Legendary status in your collection. The most incredible cookbook in my life is Istanbul and Beyond. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen that one? It came out last fall. It's the best. I have not. It makes he me want to pick up and move to Turkey. All mm. of the recipes are one, so spot on. I don't need another on. excuse to move to Turkey. No? I'm just You're ready to go? <laughs> I've um, been, I was born to move to Turkey. Turkey's cool. Have you been? No, I haven't been. It's pretty cool. I would love to go to Have Turkey. Have you been? I've never been, no. Yeah, when I was a kid. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like I didn't get the full extent of it. Like I wasn't drinking or going out. Or like I was a picky yet. eater. But now it would. it's like grease but better because it's... Like, not as pretentious. It's the new Grease. Mykonos is, is done. I mean, I love Mykonos. It was so Don't 2016, wrong, though. But it's like, Turkey's cooler. Like, it's, if Damn. you had to equate Turkey and Mykonos, like, Mykonos is <laughs> West Hollywood, and Turkey's like Silver Lake. Or Los Feliz, or like something over here, more east side. That's, that's an analogy I can get. That makes right? sense to me. Yeah. I, like, I like doing Mykonos that. definitely is the WeHo. Yeah, it is. <laughs> of Europe. Absolutely. Everyone is shirtless. Very <laughs> short shorts. And in really great shape. So much linen. So, so. so much, <laughs> you have to wear linen. It's hot there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unbreathable. They, they have blue theory there and not orange theory. Yeah, exactly. It's a little Greek joke. <laughs> um, okay, that, what, what about, what's, what's another cookbook? Um, I love all the Otolenghi cookbooks. Mm-hmm. Sure. His recipes are fantastic, but they're sometimes complicated. Like, mm-hmm. that has to be a Sunday extravaganza. Mm-hmm. These are all cookbooks night. you can pick up at Now Serving in Chinatown. <laughs> That's right. Or I like this one website, Amazon. It's a great place to get all no, this stuff out. Amazon doesn't have any of these books. <laughs> Amazon doesn't carry books, period. But it was funny you say that because the reason why I even mentioned Now Serving is we're talking to Ken... And he was, we were talking to him about like how, and Michelle, maybe Michelle brought it up, but it was how some of the recipes can be so incredibly simple. It's like char and eggplant, serve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it's incredibly three day intensive. You're marinating, pickling, fermenting. It's like they really, mm-hmm. those Otolenghi books run the gamut of, which they is, do. I think, really nice depending on if you want yeah. that or not. Yeah. But to have, 
somebody doing something with produce and sourcing ingredients that also is so varied through the book. It gives you options for something casual and something fancy to impress yeah. people Depends with. Depends on your mood. You have yeah. options. Plant a pomegranate But yeah, some of, those, some of those recipes are just like, nope. Yeah. Nope. His new <laughs> baking book, I just like have it on my coffee table permanently. I don't think I'll ever cook from it because they're so, like even the brownie recipe in there probably would take me like four hours. It's like you have to like make your own chocolate essentially. Mm. Right. So no one has time for that. At least I don't have time for that. Yeah, we make we make the joke about the uh, the tartine bread book where it's oh. like, step one, go to France and stage for four <laughs> years. <laughs> and you're like, I can't do that today. Buy a 3,000 pound Hobart mixer. <laughs> yeah, right? Pretty much. <laughs> Cartoon's great, though. It is great. Absolutely. Best to go there and have them cook for you. Mm, yeah. Best to do that. It's yeah. the best cookbook you'll never cook from. <laughs> what else? What else are really good cookbooks? Are you a Flavor Bible reader? I am. The Flavor Bible was really I just picked helpful. up Kitchen Creativity. The, What's that? The second, is that a sequel? It's a kind of a sequel to it, yeah. Same authors? Same authors. Um, more about kind of like teaching you how to become a creative chef with these combinations. I love Flavor Bible. I recommend it to everyone when they're starting to cook because you're like, I have asparagus. What do I do with it? And you have all these ideas from their Mm -hmm. book. Yeah, it's amazing. I think it helps people get really comfortable in the kitchen. But yeah, I haven't, this kind of reads like a textbook about how to to like literally learn and teach somebody how to be more creative, which is kind of, but luckily the best part about it is like the first step is learning all of the fundamentals first and mastering them before you move on to creation cool. and like copying other people. Is there like a YouTube video I could do that with? I can find it on YouTube. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'll download the torrent for it. Uh, well, lastly, Easter Sunday's coming up yes, next it week. Is. And what, what, what are, what are some Gabby Easter? Gobby. Gobby. It had to happen. It had to happen. Some Gobby, some Gobby egg, Easter egg recipe treats. What do you got planned? We, I'm not doing, I know everyone's like obsessed with Cadbury eggs, but like I just can't get behind them. I used to love them when I was a kid and now when I eat them, it just tastes like, Sadness? like poor, just like a syringe Chemicals. of sugar just being chemicals. shot yeah. into my heart. And then heart. you have to brush your teeth right away because the sugar is just They're like so, sitting on you. Actually, I was looking at the Cadbury egg like a couple days ago and I was like, why, why can't this happen but with like a more... With a better chocolate, with like a healthier, more chill, less sweet. There's a version out there. I'm there sure. Is. I'm sure there's a bunch of recipes it's like out there. Seventeen dollars. I don't even egg. like Peeps, and I will eat a Peep over a Cadbury egg in a hot second. Okay. What? That's a that's Peeps an are the swordfish of candy. <laughs> I mean, we're talking Easter treats. Peeps are not. You put food. a Cadbury egg next to a Peep, and I'll eat the Peep. Wow. Peep is. Flavorless styrofoam. This is kind of sugary, texture, marshmallowy. You know, I, I mean, fucking hate colorful. marshmallows. I'll give you that. <laughs> you can stick little signs in them. You can make little flags. It's like they're talking. It's fun stuff. Yeah, the Cadbury though. You, no, you no crunch Cadbury into recipes. it. It's drooling all down your face. No, Cadbury's disgusting. <laughs> no. I do like when they do like a um, a Reese's peanut butter cup egg. Okay. I'll eat that. Oh yeah, I know what that is. You know, like the like every Easter for three weeks, everything is an egg. There's a Snickers egg. There's yeah. like a Reese's peanut butter cup mm-hmm. egg. Like right now, if you go to CVS, you'll be able to get all of that. Yes. Literally. Absolutely. Yeah, they were all made in a factory in 2013. Probably. And ready for consumption. 
<laughs> and they're like the chocolates bloomed on the outside of everything. <laughs> Nowhere does it say farm to table or GMO <laughs> like on those packagings. Free, are you doing? So. Are you doing a Easter ham? We're doing a biscuit. We're doing this year What's an Easter on? brunch theme. We're doing all these different tarts. So it's a homemade pastry crust with a with a, like a custard filling, and then there's one with a tomato confit topping. There's mm. one with shallots and mushrooms, I believe. And then there is one, uh, oh, with spring peas and asparagus. Mm. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, so like slice and serve yourself. So and you kind of get salad. like the puff pastry and you bake it up and you put things on there? No, like I made the crust you from made scratch. It. Okay, got it. And then filled it up, put the custard filling in it, baked that, and then all the different toppings go on top. And then mm-hmm. there's like pea tendrils on one and basil on the other. They're very Instagram friendly. So like, like a pie crust or like folded phyllo kind of thing? Pie. Pie. Yeah. Both great. Yeah. Folded so, filo's a lot more work. It is incredible. Like, I can't work. do that in the food processor. Sorry. No, that's it's, true. It's not happening. Yeah, I don't think anybody really can successfully make that unless you're well, on a tartine level. Well, it's the same level. with croissants. Like, I haven't made croissants since culinary school, pastry yeah. school. Like, that's just way too much work. Mm-hmm. Republic's got them, and I will go there. Yeah, proof, proof is one of the best croissants it, you're right. in L.A. Just go to proof. Agreed. Mm. They have great pastries there. Everything. They kill it. Love it. So, yeah, that's the plan. Okay. Tart, salads, and then a sheet cake for dessert. So how far in advance do you plan out these holiday Instagrammable meals as a food blogging star? Uh, we shot Easter at the end of February. What the f- I know. It's crazy. This well, is crazy. I know. It's ridiculous. But in my defense, like, I'm about to hit I mean, the road for a book tour, it's your so job. I got to no, plan No, this is ahead. your job. I'm, no, no, it's awesome. Like, I'm, I'm admiring your, your well, let's workflow. Let's not go too far, Jason. <laughs> no, like, that's, like you, you're treating this career as a business, and yeah, you're planning things in advance, and you probably have spreadsheets and schedules. It and is a business. You probably like, have, have a Slack channel for all I this shit. I do have a Slack channel. I love Slack. But it's like, I don't, it's not just me. So it's me and Matt and his assistants, Adam and his assistants, like, mm-hmm. my team. Like, everyone has to be on the same page, so we have to do it ahead of time, especially with my travel schedule. Mm-hmm. So we, we're like six to eight weeks out. That's um, great. Usual. And you kind of have to be. Yeah. Because you shoot it and then, you know, you, you get all the images touched up and yeah. recipes if, written. If we're working and, with a brand, like we have time to submit it for them for approval, blah, blah, like all that kind of stuff comes mm-hmm. into play. Get Tillamook on board. I mean, one can only hope. <laughs> I've got a little Tillamook check one time. Really? That's great. Yeah. For DJing, though. Oh, cool. I DJed inside of a Tillamook. Volkswagen bus. Yeah, I've seen that bus. You've before. seen the bus. I for sure. It I have a photo of that on my phone. Mm. I mean, you should maybe resurrect that for the summer. Is that I a taste made thing? I don't remember what it was. I think it was a straight up Tillamook thing. But I really wanted, they made these Patagonia windbreakers for, they give you one? for the Tillamook employees that had the Tillamook logo embroidered above the Patagonia. And I was like, what's up with those? And they're like, no, no, no. They didn't give you one? <laughs> no, it's for like employees only. Like only like the top. But you're a VIP special guest. I know. I mean, you're taking the words right out of my mouth. I mean, <laughs> they I were... should be your manager. I could have gotten you one. Gabby, see, can you manage me? Yeah. Gabby, Gabby, this is why we wanted to have you on the podcast. <laughs> I can make real big things we happen. We want with you Tillamook. to introduce us to Alton Brown, manage both of us, and yeah, then we, we want say Patagonia the, jackets. And then say the F word. Done <laughs> deal. Done deal. Patagonia would be a sweet sponsor. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. I mean, that's like all I wear when I'm in Seattle. Our top 
It's illegal to not wear a Patagonia in Seattle. It is. Yeti coolers has been in our crosshairs since the get. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's our top take, but I think Patagonia is pretty damn close. Mm. What about like North Face? Mm. Oh, okay. That was a a very unison. North Face is like Whole Foods 365, and Patagonia is Whole Foods regular. You're right. That's a very. And That's then Arcteryx is Erewhon. Mm. Okay. For if you want to dip into a higher echelon. Yeah. I mean, mm. I don't hate on Erewhon, but I leave poor every time I go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't shop at Erewhon, but I like to just walk I like to look inside. at their wall of kombucha. Yeah. I mean, everything displayed is... It's, Beautiful. It's like going in a little gallery. It's, it's like Barney's. It is. For grocery stores. Ooh. They know what they're doing. They do. Great, I, great merchandise. I feel like... I feel like I could just riff on analogies with Gobby all day long. Give me your best one. You can appreciate. I don't. I mean, they just come out. Oh, I don't have okay. any chambered. Okay. But I feel like you <laughs> not only storing them up. You not only are good at them, but you also truly appreciate them. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a great way to. Like, I was in New York a couple weeks ago, and I was staying in Soho, and I talk. I was talking to this guy at the nice. smoothie bar. I was like, "Where's Soho compared to L.A.? Like, what is is Soho Brentwood? Is Soho like Beverly Hills? Like, what mm. what is it?" That's a good question. I'm not the. I haven't. Yeah. You Soho is the lived Fairfax in New York, of, of New York. I will say yeah. the Fairfax of New York. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair. Good mix. restaurants. There's no good hotels on Fairfax. That's true. Yeah. There's no. I mean. Yeah. There's an. There's an argument to be made comparing New York hotels to LA hotels. Well, it's yeah. Like there is no comparison. Sh- no, there's not. And Nelly has some okay ones, but if you want to put the two next to each other, it's like, mm. yeah, you like this very, like very specific. All of our listeners not in LA and New York are like, God damn it. And they're like, stop talking. <laughs> well, uh, at the end of every episode, we talk about the best thing that we ate all week, where oh. we think about our favorite bite that we've had in the last week. Okay. And talk about it. Um, Andre refuses to do it. He just left. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um... But, I mean, him and I did a pop-up restaurant last night. Why wasn't I invited? That went very well. I don't... I mean, we just met today. But... But there'll be more. I'm a little offended. There'll be more in the future. <laughs> just, I expect invites. Where just, was it? Just follow me on Instagram. Where was the pop-up? It was at this place called East Town in Hollywood. There's like... Um, it's like this big complex that has like a... Shake Shack and a Barry's Boot Camp and uh-huh. all these things, but they had this event space yeah, in there where, where they host uh, some pop-ups, and we did one last cool. night. When, and thanks to everyone listening who came out last night. A lot of podcast listeners showed up. Yeah, oh my God. Thank everybody if you came or wanted to and couldn't. It was a good party, but the next you. time we do one, I'll, I'll personally invite What's you. What's the next theme? Don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know yet. It's very exciting. Um, but we we made a bunch of food. Uh, he he did a brisket that he we sous-vide uh, sous mm-hmm. or brine for a week. Then sous vide for 36 hours and then smoked. Wow. Um, do you guys have a, where, where are you smoking at? He's got a smoke around the What do you use to sous vide? Uh, just a jewel. That's what I have. So good. <laughs> yeah, it works great. Yeah. Have you met the guy who started Jewel? No, but you live in Seattle, so you're you probably would, there. Yeah, he's he married my roommate from college. No way. Yeah, oh. I feel like you guys would really like each other. I hope so. Yeah. I feel like I would like him a lot. Yeah, I should make an intro. Mm, please. Yeah, maybe you'll get free jewels for life. <laughs> Manager Gabi is my favorite person. <laughs> yeah, she is the best. You definitely get 10%. All about the wheeling and dealing. Oh, you're getting a bonus this year. Um, but we, instead of making dessert for the pop-up, we commissioned uh, Nicole Rucker mm-hmm. to make 
pies, and she made her famous buttermilk pies. Oh my gosh! And we served those, and that, and uh, we made a little whipped cream with some lime zest and a little bit of sugar, just a very mild, not so sweet one. And that was just very delicious. That sounds fantastic. So yeah, the the if you live in LA, you should go buy a pie from Nicole Rucker. Yeah, she's at Kofax. On Fairfax. Well, they also have great breakfast burritos Great breakfast there. burritos, yeah. Great breakfast A legendary burritos. one. But um, that buttermilk, it's just a very simple custard pie made with buttermilk. Super, you know, just like eating a, a scoop of vanilla ice cream where you're just like, fuck, this is good. You really know, it doesn't good. need anything else. It's just on its own. Just yeah. those really pure buttermilk flavors going on. Into it. Um, what about you? Do you remember the best thing you made? I'm Is gonna it going to be Disney related? No, it's such a white girl thing to say, so I think Hell you're yeah. going to make no, fun of me. No, 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 no. It's a safe place, regardless of what he says. Wednesday this night. This is a safe place. We I had the best peach tendril. <laughs> yeah. No, that would be so pretentious of me. <laughs> I had this um, chia seed last night that was so fucking good. I had a really epic burger from Nomad Hotel on Wednesday night with a really nice Hell glass yeah. of Barbera, and I was living my best life. Mm. With all like the fries and extra ketchup. I've heard mm-hmm. I've heard good things about Nomad Hotel. Nomad here. is awesome. Mm-hmm. Very pretty. Way sexier than I thought. Mm. Like I was not dressed <laughs> appropriate. I was wearing like black jeans and sneakers and like a this leather jacket and a top. And like mm-hmm. everyone was like dressed to the nines. And I was like, we're in LA. Like, what's happening? Like, we don't get dressed in LA. You were yeah. fine. I mean, I was, but like it was, people were like really. You were sporty, it casual, part. chic, and I they was were like, spice. they were going, they're <laughs> always, they're in, hitting the club after. Yeah, no, like the, the heels are not going on these feet unless I'm n- never. No, I can't even <laughs> think of a reason. Someone's getting married or someone's getting yeah. buried. You're not, <laughs> it's not happening. Them. Even then, it's a wedge. But <laughs> <laughs> even then, it's a wedge. <laughs> they're so uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> But that was really good. And I was with one of my really good friends, which made it even more fun. <laughs> yeah. Nothing yeah. tastes sweeter than friendship. What, walk Cheer. me through this burger. Um, it was just really simple burger. I like it medium with... Very I, white girl. Yeah, I know. Come on, dog. No. Medium. And that, you like a medium rare? Mm-hmm. You yeah. get out. You get out of this I podcast. Know. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, and then I think it had... I think it had Taleggio cheese on top, which is really nice on a burger. Taleggio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm into it. And then uh, grilled onions. Mm-hmm. And it got it was served with a side of homemade pickles. Mm-hmm. And a really nice brioche bun. Mm-hmm. And then really nicely seasoned fries and all the ketchup. No a- mayo? And an aioli. There was an aioli, aioli in aioli. play, wasn't mm-hmm. There was. Okay, just a simple classic burger done right. And I don't even think it was a... Reg- yeah, it was a simple classic burger, but the grilled onions were... Like money, mm-hmm. but the aioli was like it was a different aioli. I want to say it was a horseradish aioli, which is not my jam. So I didn't participate in the aioli, but the ketchup did it for me. I love a horseradish. I do too, but not on my aioli. I guess I don't know if I've really had that much. Like on a fry, like a French fry with horseradish. Not, it's just not my jam. Are you more of a ranch or a blue cheese gal? Ranch mm-hmm. all day. No blue cheese at all. Um. What about on a wing? Yeah, on a wing is fine. But like ideally, ranch I on the wing ranch. is very white girl. Yeah, I, I, I'm a white girl. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Newsflash! It's what ha- it's just who I am. All right, Andre. What What about you? Um, I was kind of blown away. We got those fresh tortillas oh. that we served mm. with the brisket. Yeah, we, we we did the brisket with like the Texas toast bread and the barbecue sauce and onions and pickles. But we also he did a last minute pickup and we got some fresh made tortillas. And From somebody where? asked last night 
where they were from, and I didn't have a chance to look it up because I forgot. Um, but there's a restaurant. It's like Melrose and Marathon. It's a Mexican restaurant called El Zarape. El Zarape. I've heard good things about them. Mm. I had never been before, but I, I called them ahead of time. And they said they could do the tortillas for us, and I thought they were... Usually I go to Guisados, but the Guisado tacos, I think, were too thick and too big for what we were doing, and it's kind of... Mm-hmm. Tried something new and I thought they were really, really amazing. Yeah, soup. They like they're like call us fifteen minutes before you come and we'll make them fresh and ready for you. What? And they were just like wrapped in foil, still piping hot. That's and, pretty and magical. We just, and we just ate the tortillas just straight up yeah, with nothing on right it, and it was and, so good. Yeah, corn really or flour? Impressive. It was corn. corn. But like Delicious. not too thick, not too thin, yeah. like really strong natural corn flavor, yes. perfect salt. Like it, it was, it yeah. was a great little tortilla. There's Gonna visit again. It, you know that, and place. they have a full bar there, which we didn't. I mean, it was funny. We didn't eat any of the food. We just got the tortillas. But we walked in, and it was chill. And there was like a projection TV playing like a soccer game, and there was a bar, and we're like. This is a low-key, very yeah, good it's spot a, it's to go like, like, have a beer here. and a tortilla and guacamole. Yeah, yeah they and, had like, like six different kinds yeah. of chilaquiles on the menu. Like, yeah, it could be a low-key spot. Yeah. On brand. Very what's on that, brand. What's that torti- uh, taqueria place up in Santa Barbara? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. They have the best tortillas Start there. Start with a C. Maybe. Oh, God. This is Scott Mosier and Alex's favorite place in the world to eat in santa barbara santa barbara what is it Mexi- just google santa barbara julia child tacos oh yeah it was her favorite taco place um oh okay i think i found it a forbes article God, you know forbes has an ad blocker is it la super rica yes. taqueria so good so and this is tor- a Julia Child spot. Yeah, and they're just making fresh tortillas right in front of you, and you can. Oh, it's just mm. it's ma- it's a ma- it's like Disneyland. For so tacos. it's it's yeah. Order at the counter couldn't be like less informal yeah. and chill. And, and they like, serve it on like one of those cafeteria style plastic trays. Yeah. Mm. and they have these poblano tacos that are like coated with cheese. Mm. Yeah. You can't even talk so about it. So La Super. Rica Taqueria. Yeah, it's right outside of downtown. Okay, that's a pretty good. That's a have good guys, tip. Have you been? Yeah, to El Super Rica. Yeah, only because of Scott. I was I was producing a movie that was shooting in Santa Barbara, and I would that was like my safe place when I was really pissed off. I would go and eat tacos <laughs> and and talk to my friend Your Scott and tell him I was there. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, it's a great place to avoid a meltdown at La Superica Taqueria. Yeah, it is. Tacos really usually help avoid meltdowns, I feel. Mm-hmm. You damn well, just right. Also, that space of just like being so unassuming and, and relaxed, it was kind of like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. This is, this a, is, safe, this this is, is good. a safe space. It's, it's like if Tito's Tacos was good, cheese. you know? Yeah. If what? It's like if Tito's Tacos was good. Yeah. But they also have plates, too. They have chuletas that was really good, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can get a couple nice, simple tacos, or you can get a nice plate. A chile relleno. And the plates are more than just the taco fillings with tortillas. Like yeah. They have, they've got some pretty impressive stuff for mm-hmm. a really small, nice I little I feel like business. I need to go to Santa Barbara. I got squeeze bottles. Let's do it. <laughs> well, uh, Gabby, thanks for potting with us. Thanks for having me. I really me. appreciate coming. you coming so by fun. and taking your time on this magical book tour that you're on. Congratulations on the book. Thank you. I hope you guys love it. So it's available now. It's available at your favorite place, in Amazon. stores, at, <laughs> at Amazon or wherever any good cookbook <laughs> can be sold. Anywhere books are sold. What, what's Gabby cooking? That's it. Uh, and that's your uh, Instagram is what's Gabby cooking. People yep. can find you online there. Yep. Andre Conner has no social media. 
and you can find me at them jeans and the stewpodcast.com is the website where all the other episodes live and all the artwork and all that stuff and thank you for doing this thank, thank you. you bye Gabby bye